Welcome to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation Podcast hosted by me, Michaela J. Get ready to dive into an action-packed, bougie-based, and spiritually guided experience on all things manifesting your next level luxe life. Let's go. Hey, beauty. Welcome back to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation Podcast with your girl. It is I, the Michaela J, here to teach you how to manifest your next level luxe life. Welcome back to the podcast. I am thrilled about this episode. So if you're here, you're in the MMM community, you know the vibes. Almost every week, I just do a solo episode. And it's very rare that I bring somebody on unless it's my husband, Caleb, or one of my friends. And today I'm bringing on a very, very special guest, and it is my client, Brittany. Brittany and I just worked together for seven months. She did a one-month intensive and then couldn't get enough, obviously joined my six-month private coaching package. She is my client that I went to Toronto with, which we're going to recap that trip once we get into the recording. Uh, And I'm so excited to share her with you guys. She's going to, there's so much in this episode of money hacks and money energy and just how to get yourself into that state of overflow. Brittany is a business mentor. She's a marketing expert. She's a money wizard. She's, we call her a hot Range Rover farm wife and she embodies everything that we love, which is that mentality of this and that. Her business tagline is the luxury of it all, like genuinely having it all in all of the areas of your life, whatever that looks like for you. So I knew she'd be a great fit to share with you guys on the episode and And it is just, it's just a vibe. It's a vibe. You're going to love it. And what I'm really excited for you to hear about is her cash money method, which literally talks about taking cash out of the bank as a way to make more money. Now I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but make sure you listen to the whole episode to hear about that. But before we dive in, there's one exciting thing I want to tell you about. I am hosting a free live masterclass next week. This is going to be on December 6th at 5 p.m. Central Time Zone, okay? If you can't be there live, obviously I'll have a replay for you. I'm not a monster. And I needed to make sure you guys knew. It's called Wake Up Worthy, the three-step blueprint to go from overwhelm to overflow using manifestation. And I just felt so inspired to share with you guys more of this worthiness conversation. You know, we've been talking about it the last few weeks, the last few episodes, and I was like, we need to sit down. We need to have a girl's night. You need to get a glass of wine and get your little journal out, and we're going to party on my masterclass, okay? So if you have ever wanted to wake up with energy, you want to wake up with excitement, you want to know you're crushing your workout and your morning routine and getting the best coffee, you want to stop relating to hot mess TikToks you see on your For You page. You want to feel like you finally have your life together and you want to feel like you're this it girl that Brittany and I are going to talk about in this episode where you want to be that girl drinking coffee and mojitos at the Ritz-Carlton with six figures in the bank. Like we're going to dive deep into how to manifest all of that inside this masterclass. Okay. Like I said, it's completely free. I'm so excited. The link is going to be in the show notes, but if for whatever reason you can't access that, shoot me a quick DM over on Instagram. I don't bite. I'm at the Michaela J and we'll make sure you get signed up for that. Remember it's next week. It's free. 
It's going to be a fucking vibe. I'm going to be there. So it's going to be fun. Anyways, let's get into this episode. I can't wait to hear your takeaways. I can't wait to see when you guys share that you're listening to this episode. I want to hear a takeaway in your little screenshot over on Instagram. Without further ado, let's dive in and hear all things money and Brittany. Welcome to the show, Brittany. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so pumped. So you guys heard all about Brittany in my little intro, but do you want to introduce yourself and tell people what you're all about, what your vibe is in and outside of work? Okay. This is always such an awkward question for me. I don't know why, but um, I'm more commonly known online as Brittany CEO. So if you guys are following me, that's who I am over there. But I am a business mentor and I talk a lot about money, which we're going to probably get into lots today. I also live on a farm in Canada. So that's the like flip side of my life. I live this really bougie life, drive my Range Rover, and then I like step out on our farm and it's like a whole other world. So <laughs> I feel like I'm living two different lives sometimes, but that's me. <laughs> it's so amazing. It's like one minute you're like, what Louis bag am I going to wear today? And the next you're like, the cows are literally ruining my garden. <laughs> and it's all in the same all the moment. <laughs> all the time. And Matt's constantly like, you can't wear that out here. That's embarrassing. And I'm just like, well, where else do you want me to wear my Louis Vuitton? Like, I'm not really sure what you want from me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm a big believer in like not saving your like nice things for like fancy moments or people like buy a super expensive pair of shoes. They never wear it or like they only wear it for your wedding. What a waste. Like wear it all the time. I wear I heels to the grocery store sometimes and that's not normal. So like wear it on the farm. Who cares? We're here for it for sure. <laughs> I love that. So Brittany just finished my six-month one-on-one program, which was an absolute blast, if I do say so myself. We had the best time. So just a little shameless plug. Do you want to tell everybody what your experience was like and how was that for you? Oh my gosh, it was so good, you guys. Like that was one of my favorite coaching programs I've done. I've done so many before and Michaela did not pay me to say this. It's <laughs> actually like legitimately how I feel. Um Gosh, it's so much manifested during that time. And like one of my biggest manifestations, you guys, I'm pregnant and I'm expecting. And I would say like when I came to you, that was probably one of the like harder things that I was working on. Like, Mm -hmm. so just so much happened in our time together and we talked so much, you know, like I think even when we got started, I was like, is this the pace I should expect? Like, are we able to keep talking like this the whole time? And you're like, yes. Like you didn't just like leave me floundering or like putting up all those weird boundaries that you see in the coaching industry. So Mm -hmm. I had, I took so much away from our time together and I'm still working on things. Even my team this morning was like, all that stuff Michaela shared, it was so good. Like they literally said that this morning and I was like, (laughs) <laughs> like, you guys are right. I love Michaela. So it was incredible. Oh, I love you. And that makes me so happy. Really. It's like, yeah, we're going to talk every day. Yeah. We're going to be in it, especially. And I think this is total side note to all the things we're going to be talking about today, but I just think it's so important, especially when you're in like a one-to-one container, it's like, 
and I have explained this to you before we've talked about this. It's like, you're doing life together. It's like, I'm like your pocket best friend. I'm your pocket business guide. I'm like, we're going to talk about branding. We're going to talk about TikTok. We're going to talk about you having a baby. We're going (laughs) to talk about vacation, all the things in between. And it's like, we were just talking about this right before we hit record. Like everything's all the same. How we're focusing on manifesting one thing is how we're manifesting all of the things. And so I love that we got to have so many conversations and you're so all in that it made it a really fun experience for me too. So it was the bomb.com and I'm so excited you're pregnant. You guys, Brittany told me she was pregnant super early and I literally (laughs) cried on the call. Like (laughs) it was was so so good. Oh, and then I cried again when you announced it on Instagram, like just <laughs> crying all the time, apparently. <laughs> it was amazing. The manifestation queen, really. So good. I, I do my <laughs> best over here. So we finished off our six months by doing our VIP weekend in Toronto, which was <laughs> a fucking vibe. And it was everything and it was nothing we expected all the same. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'm like, we need to tell them all of the things that we manifested. I like, mm. you guys, I was making a list of things. So first things first, like my flight was super delayed, which was so fucked up. Like that was so rude. I was like, I'm trying to get to Canada. We did Toronto because obviously Brittany is pregnant. And so I was like, oh, well, I'll just come to you. Darn, I have to fly to Canada. (laughs) And so I just took two quick flights and I totally manifested flying through immigration. You had even told me you were like the Toronto airport, like it takes a hot minute. And I was like, not for me. I literally got off the plane through immigration, got my bag and went pee all in 30 minutes. Like what even? (laughs) When you texted me, you're like, I'm on my way. I'm like, from where? Like, like on your way, like off the bridge, like into the airport. Like what, what do you mean you're on your way? (laughs) Seriously. Like, and that's just the epitome of how the trip went. It's like when my mind is set on something, like it's going to happen. Like, and I am not afraid to like tell people what I want, what I need. That was a big theme throughout our Mm -hmm. trip. What was like your favorite memory from our trip? Well, I think that, I think that's what I learned from you the most in the trip was just like asking for exactly what you want and like not leaving room for anything else. Like you were unavailable for anything else, especially one of the upgrades that we got, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but I would say, well, it's, (laughs) you guys, I got very sick on our trip, (laughs) like really sick. (laughs) So (laughs) poor Michaela she says she just took two quick flights over to Canada but like she had to take two flights to come see me anyways and then I get really sick but I think that my favorite part was just like watching you like you just like command your space like you just like what you want like there is no room for anything else and it will just happen and it even looks like it's not going to happen and then all of a sudden it does and I thought that was just like such an amazing experience to get to see firsthand for sure. I love that. The only thing that didn't happen was the fucking sound studio. You guys, I'm sorry. I'm going to trigger Brittany. She got so upset about this. We, okay. So in the, we stayed in this beautiful hotel, right? But like, it was definitely, it was four stars. It was not five. That was Mm -hmm. something we realized on our trip beautiful hotel, the W in Toronto, and they have a sound studio there. And we were going to record this podcast live. And so we wanted to see the sound studio and you pay to book your session and use all the equipment, equipment and stuff. And we went down there and three different people didn't have the key to open it to show us. And we were just like, what the hell? Like you lost out money. We would have paid to book the thing. Why can't you let us in? 
Like, I can't stand bad business. Like, I think I had to, like, block this out of my memory. I actually forgot about this. Like, it's like... Oh, God, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> but it's like, we have two big podcasts. So we we didn't, like, we weren't, like, you know, like, being all, like, whatever, high on ourselves in front of them. But we yeah. did say, like, we both have podcasts. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they thought. Like, like oh, the cute. They have a podcast. Like, you know, right. we have big podcasts, and especially my network in Toronto, they could have just sold this recording studio out 100%. Absolutely. So many people messaged me about that studio once I showed that little <laughs> clip on the Instagram stories, and I was like, don't reach out to them. Like, don't their go. customer service is terrible. Like, yeah. don't go there. <laughs> it's like one of those places with big promises and, like, low delivery, which is why yes. it's important for us to demand the things we want. So let's get into the upgrade situation. If you guys follow us on Instagram, you'll probably have seen. And if you didn't see all of the things from the weekend, I actually made a highlight story on my Instagram. So you guys can go back and watch everything. I think it's called like VIP weekend or something. Um, It's going to be one of my first bubbles on there. But we, I had booked us this really cute suite. And originally I booked that suite because it had a whole separate living room space with like a big couch and these two pink chairs, these fucking chairs. We're going to get into that. (laughs) And it was so beautiful. Um, And I was super excited about it because I was like, this is the perfect setup for us to workshop in the room, record the podcast. It's really big. So we'll have space for all of our shit to be all over the place, you know, and just fully expecting us to like tear the room apart. But you're like a clean freak. So I should have known it would have been totally fine. Um, (laughs) Brittany kept her stuff so clean the whole time. I'm I like psycho. have everything. Everything on the table is all mine. I'm like, sorry. Uh, but anyways, so I booked us this room. And when I got there, uh, it was missing a chair. Okay. And this might seem like the dumbest little detail, but I wanted those two pink chairs. And that's what I paid for. And when I had the app for the hotel, I downloaded the app for the hotel because pro travel tip, if you book through the app, they're usually a lot nicer, more accommodating. They treat you better because you're booking directly with them. Plus, I'm a Bonvoy member, so that definitely helps. So anyways, I message them, and I'm like, where's this other chair? <laughs> and I'm like, we need this fucking chair. And they tell me that the chairs have been removed because the last people to stay in the room, like, made them so dirty they needed to be deep cleaned. And I'm like, I, I'm like, that's not my problem. I didn't want to know that people that were tearing up this room. Yeah. Um, I'm like, just find me another chair. And they say, miss, like, we don't think we have another chair. And I say, okay, well, you have two options. Bring me a chair. or How am I being compensated? And of course I'm saying this in a, a normally nice way, whatever. Um, you can't really be mean to Canadians. They're just so <laughs> sweet. <laughs> and so I'm like, I need compensation or a chair. And 10 minutes later, they come up with a chair. So we're like, cool, everything's good. We keep through our day other than having a cleaner there for like two hours while we're trying to work. I forgot about that too. (laughs) Oh my God. What a memorable trip. We had a cleaner in there and she was like talking to us and cleaning, which is totally fine, except we were like actively working, like (laughs) actively working. Yeah. Uh, So interesting. So anyways, while that's going on, she cleans, we continue our day, we go to our dinner reservation, whatever. We come back and they had done a turndown service, which you can normally expect in these fancy hotels, right? But not this hotel. They spray this like room spray. And so we come in and Brittany's like sniffling and wheezing and like, I don't even know, having an asthma attack on the couch, basically. So embarrassing, by the way. So embarrassing. I'm like the nerdy kid with allergies walking into the room. (laughs) And she's like, 
what the hell? And we're sitting down, we're kind of talking. She's like, did they spray something in here? And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, yeah. A lot of the luxury hotels, they have like air fresheners in the vents because they want you to like remember the smell of the hotel by the candles, blah, 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 blah. But we compared our room to the hallway scent and there was like night and day difference. And so we come to realize Brittany is allergic to the spray. They spray in our room. So I think you called. Did you call them first? I don't know which one of I think you messaged them because we opened the door. And like, what's amazing to me too is you don't stop when you get no at first. Like, you're like, you're like, no, no. (laughs) No, I'm like, where's the the revolution? Like, I want resolution. I want a full circle moment. I need closure. And like, we are valued members okay we should be treated right yeah. and i think this is just such an important like story to tell because of the mindset of like don't take no for an answer like there's a will there is a way and if there's one thing i'm getting it's an upgrade you know so one of us calls or messages them we have the door wide open so the room can air out Brittany's on the couch using every tissue in the room so now we're calling for tissues and water bottles and i'm messaging them and I, you were on the phone with them at first and they told you that we could go, we could downgrade to a normal room and then go back to our room tomorrow after they deodorize the room. And I said, absolutely not. She's pregnant having an asthma attack on our couch. And you want us to move rooms twice? Absolutely not the right answer, miss. And she just didn't even care. Like, and it's so interesting because in that situation, you would think the first question is, do you need medical help? And there was only one person that asked if you needed medical help. And so that also made me upset because it's like, we have high standards and high expectations for these places. So anyways, I'm like in that fucking app, tap, like tapping it up, sending the messages. And finally somebody calls, I answer the phone. I'm like, hello. And he's like, hi, this is the manager. My name is John. Like, He's like, I saw the messages and I want to help. He's like, I am scared. He because was scared. I, he was, he was scared for sure. Because they kept telling us there were no upgrades, but I'm like, I am on the app and I see right here that there is a suite available. And it was the best suite in the entire hotel, which is why they didn't want to give it to us. Because there's like three types of suites that are outside of the normal rooms. And we booked like the level one. The level twos were all booked up and level three is all what was left. And they didn't want to give us that. But I was like, so what, you want this pregnant woman to just stay in a room she can't breathe in? Like, do you want a lawsuit? (laughs) And so finally, he comes to our room and he's like, okay, we have, we have a suite available. I'm going to take you to show you. It's our, it's our e-wow suite. And I'm literally like, cool as a cucumber. I'm like, yeah, we'll go see it. (laughs) Knowing very well that this was a two-story fucking suite in the hotel, right? And so we walk, we hobble our way over there. It's on the same floor. We walk in and it is jaw dropping. Like it has a kitchen. It has a full living room, massive table, a great view. There's the upstairs. And I'm just like, yep, the air quality here is really great. (laughs) You guys, it was two stories and poor John. He's like, yeah, wait till you see the bathroom. And we're both like pretending we don't know what he's talking about even though we know exactly what he's talking about and we're like oh yeah like definitely way better in here we can breathe (laughs) we can breathe we can breathe and so we go upstairs and we check everything out once we get up the stairs like the manager and another hotel employee stayed downstairs we just look at each other and we're like giggling silently and we're like oh my god (laughs) 
And so we walk into this massive other suite upstairs with this humongous tub that you guys will see on my Instagram. This huge walk-in shower. Like, it's fucking nuts. And so we're like, yep, we can breathe up here. Like, thanks, guys. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to credit your account $100 if you want to order room service tonight. Like, he was like, here's my personal phone number. Like, oh, yeah. he was not messing around at that point. <laughs> he was not. He knew that we meant business. Like, we ended up getting the free upgrade for the rest of our stay, which was two more nights. I ended up, we ended up getting $200 in food and dining credits. So that was perfect because we had ordered room service and I got some wine and we got mocktails downstairs. And, like, they just went up. up well, I wouldn't say they went above and beyond, but I yeah. made sure the trip was above and beyond. <laughs> I made sure of that. And we got upgraded into our suite. And then when we get in the suite, we're like, all right, we're renting Crazy Rich Asians. I'm drinking my magnesium. We're getting in bed. We lay down and Brittany's like, these pillows are feather. <laughs> You guys, I am such a train wreck. Like, no one's going to want a vacation with me after this episode. <laughs> oh, my God. Honestly, I love it. It's like, okay, no room spray. Um, Brittany's allergic to feathers. So then we call again. It's 1130. They're probably like, oh, my God. Don't answer the phone. They're, and then we have to get more pillows and blankets set, <laughs> set up. <laughs> and then the next day. Our heat wasn't working. So what we had just discovered is that no one had stayed in this suite for a very long time. And I think they sell it for like $1,700 a night. And so it's like who the people I feel like this is my own analysis of Toronto. I feel like the people that are paying that much, they're going to go stay at the Four Seasons. You know, a thousand percent because those people over there don't like they show up for you. Like They don't make yeah. it the guest problem. They're Literally. like. Four Seasons literally has like a, a standard they teach their employees. Like it's just yes. They have to say yes to you all the time. Mm, the W missed that memo. They really they missed did, that. Which is so interesting because their tagline is anything, anytime or something like that. And I think I said that in one of my messages before John got involved. I was like, I thought it was anything, anytime. This is the worst day I've ever had at the W. <laughs> But it was because I'm like, I'm having this pregnant woman, my client who just came all the way here from the farm, having an asthma attack on the couch. I'm like, this from is the not farm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, the next day after we discovered no one stayed in this room for a very long time, the heat wasn't working. And so we're like, they definitely closed the vents because they didn't want to like have to pay for the air going through there. So we have to call them again and ask them for fucking <laughs> like space heaters. And then it warmed up and everything was okay. And Brittany had to take a nice little nap because she was so sicky. And I went shopping at Chapters and had the time of my life and bought some pajamas. And it was, it was nuts. But moral of the story is you have to ask for what you want and you cannot take no for an answer. Never, never again will I take no for an answer, especially <laughs> at a hotel. <laughs> oh my God. Especially at the hotel. I still have the manager's phone number. When I checked out, they, they were like, let it just send us an email if you're coming back. Cause we'll know it's you. And I'm like, I'm sure <laughs> you'll remember it's me. Flagged. Like, 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 account for sure. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That's so funny. <laughs> God. And really, and this is just such a good segue into like what we're talking about today with money. When we were walking around the hotel, all eyes on us the whole time. There was one point where Brittany was upstairs recording Instagram stories and I came downstairs and I called my husband for a bit. There was like workers circulating me like in the lobby. I'm like, you guys know I'm staying here. We were just down here for a drink. Like, why are you circulating me? I wasn't even in like the bar area where they serve you. I was just in a seating area, but it was like all eyes on us always people around our maid our very very sweet maid like genuinely looked scared of us but what we kind of came to the conclusion of is i think they thought we were just like these child billionaires like staying in toronto a thousand percent they did like they were like those girls have daddy's money or something like Absolutely. they were like and they think they have podcasts and we're not letting yeah. them into their sound studio they at do all. They not get to use our <laughs> studio. Like, we don't want their clientele. <laughs> I'm like, what? Little do they know, we like have thriving businesses that have been around for years and years and years, massive podcasts. I had told them what my podcast was prior to getting there. So it's like they knew very well. And maybe that's what kind of nerve made them nervous. But like I said, this is a, such a great segue because they feel like we just – emulate like this vibe of like money of like even outside of that like luxury and service of like we are here to be service we are here to receive what we came for right and today I really want to dive into like money stacking and money building and money energy because it's something you love talking about something you're great at and you have a really cool plan that we're going to share with everybody listening today but before we get into the nitty-gritty I really want to talk about like the that energy right this energy of like oh they think we're we're billionaires they think we're I, they probably looked at me like did you just get off a plane from Russia like what's going on like you sure she's so demanding you know what is this energy of having big, big money? And I like to kind of chunk it down to make it more bite size of like specifically, like, let's talk like six figures in the bank. That was something that we had talked about on our trip of like both of us remembering when we hit this point of like six figures in the bank. How does that feel to you? What's the energy of that? Yeah, for me, it's like true overflow. Like up until that point in my business, I was still like, needing the next thing to come in to manifest what I wanted. And it just opens up a whole other level of freedom for you when you start to see that sitting in your bank account too, not just like manifesting in the minute. So I would I would say it's overflow for me. And one thing too about being able to manifest that and create that inside your life is like I always say to my clients, you get exactly what you believe you're capable of, not what you want. And so if you don't believe that you're capable of having that kind of money in your savings account and you're just always piecing things together like I used to do or always used to just keeping it on your credit card like I used to do, like no shame in that. Like I did that for years. But if that's what you continue to believe about yourself, that's exactly what you're going to keep recreating over and over Absolutely. again. Absolutely. That's something that's been on my mind a lot lately. It's like how you feel about yourself is what you end up manifesting. And something that I talked about on the podcast last week was like your self-worth equals your net worth, really. Because when you believe in yourself, you believe that 
you are capable to do all these things. You believe that you deserve luxury experiences, that you deserve to have big money in the bank. It's also like you believe you deserve that overflow because that I feel like is even the next level conversation, which I love tapping into. There's like the one level of, I believe I can make money. And then there's, I believe that I am capable of overflow and that I deserve that. Yeah. And I like one thing I had to stop doing too is like trying to be so realistic with my money Mm -hmm. because when you have overflow, you have a lot of choices. You can do a lot more luxury experiences like we're talking about. And I find like with myself, but a lot of people I work with, when we're first trying to expand our money, we try to do all these realistic things with it. Or we count ourselves out of luxury experiences because we need to take care of X, Y, Z first. And like, listen, there's a bottom line. Of course, you need to pay your hydro and your rent and all of those things, right? I'm not saying do anything like financially crazy. But for instance, like I bought my Range Rover before I bought a house. And most people would say like, you're wasting your money. You're renting right now. Why wouldn't you do this? But I wanted that luxury experience and I didn't necessarily care about owning a house at the time. And, you know, I bought the Range Rover instead of putting money in my retirement account or paying off my debt fully. And it's like, if you can start to expand your experiences, you're going to call in a lot of money a lot quicker from doing that. Like no one calls in a lot of money from being realistic and counting their pennies and like doing what they should be doing to be smart with their money. There's nothing exciting and expansive about that. Yeah, there's nothing exciting. And that is so important when it comes to money. It needs to be exciting. And I like the point that you made of like, oh, I bought the Range Rover instead of doing these other things. There's always going to be that opportunity cost. But what's worth it is your priorities. And, you know, you des- the things you desire need to be a priority and you deserve for that to be a priority. A lot of people would think like, I don't need the Range Rover. It's like, okay, but at the overflow level, it's not about need. It's about desire. And that's what I think keeps people in this paycheck to paycheck. Okay. I need to sign a client so then I can join this thing or sign a client so I can pay rent. It's like a a need, 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 need basis, but that's not how you quantum leap with money or anything. No. And then you put yourself into that overflow state. Everything else gets taken care of. My debt got taken care of there. My retirement savings are rocking. Like I've got money saved aside for assets. Like all the other little things get taken care of at that level. As long as you're willing to, yeah, you just got to be willing to play at that level. Yeah. And you're more, you're more in and like embodying that overflow energy when you wake up in the morning and you get to get get in a luxury car that you love. You know, I made that decision since my Range Rover is out of commission right now. And we only had this little Ford Fusion, which <laughs> love Lola, my Ford Fusion. I have had her for so far too long, but it's like, okay, after a certain point, that doesn't make me feel expanded. And it's like, okay, great. So then I bought the Tesla and it's like, it's getting to make all these types of decisions. Maybe it's like, oh, the two cars I have right now aren't going to be good enough. I need to buy a third. Maybe that's like not the level you're at right now, but it's all these little decisions that we get to make with our money that level up to that type of thing, because you want to be in a space that expands you. You want to be in a home that expands you because the more you're in that energy, the more magnetic you're going to come, uh, you're going to feel and become with money. 
Yeah, that's really what that Toronto trip did as well. We were talking about that a lot while we were there. It's about expansive energy, putting yourself in a different environment. So it might not be a luxury car for you, although I would argue that if you were actually looking at your money mindset, there probably is a car that you want. You're just not allowing yourself to go there. But yeah. you know, if it's not a car, it's it's first class travel, it's luxurious hotels. Maybe you're not at the point where you're staying there, but you're going there for a spa treatment or you're going there for dinner. Like there's lots of ways that you can start working up to this. And it's something you and I both did along the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. I always say like, do what you can with what you have. That's the best thing that you can do. Like before I would always get my nails done, I was painting my nails every single week. The day one would chip, I would repaint it. You know, I talked about this last week on the podcast throw away your socks with holes in them. Okay. You deserve better than to wear socks with holes. You would be so surprised at how many people wear socks with holes. That is like one of the first things I started doing for myself, because why do you keep that sock with a hole? Scarcity. Oh, I'm going to run out of socks. Okay. It's these little things that add up. Same thing with the nails. I love that point of with the luxury hotels, go get a pedicure there, go have your morning coffee there. If they have a salon, go get a blowout there. There's little things that you can do. If somebody's coming to town, tell them like, oh, we're going to go take pictures at the hotel. You don't even need to spend money. There's so many ways that you can kind of biohack your way into that expansive energy. Totally. I love that. So important. So with that, I want to talk about what's the funniest or most ridiculous thing that you have ever spent money on. Okay, well, this is something funny we were talking about in Toronto that I didn't end up spending money on, but I actually kind of wish I did because it's like funny and such a like fuck you moment with your money. Mm. So we were actually at the Plaza in New York, which is the hotel that they film Home Alone in. And on the menu there in room service, you can order Kevin's ice cream order from the Home Alone movie. And I said to Michaela, I'm like, how much do you think the ice cream actually cost? We should do a poll on that actually. Like, <laughs> oh like how, God. like I'm at the Plaza. So it's one of New York's top hotels. And this is like a massive ice cream dish. So it's like, I, how much do you think that this actually cost? So I actually pulled my Instagram audience that day while I was staying there. I was like, okay, how much do you think this costs? I gave a whole bunch of options. I think I gave like over $300. It's like this ice cream order was over $300. I think it was close to 400 American. I can't remember exactly now on this menu. And it was 16 scoops of ice cream (laughs) for for almost $400. (laughs) And I remember I filmed it and I said like, do you guys think I should order this? And people were like, that is ridiculous. And it's just like, I have these moments where I'm kind of like, I have fuck you money and Mm -hmm. this would be really funny to do (laughs) and very wasteful. (laughs) Who's going to eat 16 scoops of ice cream in time before it melts? Like not me. No way. No way. But it would have been really cool. (laughs) No, not pregnant. Not at all. (laughs) But it would have been cool to see how big it was, what it actually looked like. So I kind of regret that. If I ever go back, I'm getting it. So Totally. I'm like, I'm (laughs) vegan and I think I would have to order it just for the photo and like make Austin eat it afterwards. Yeah. No, it's just, if you guys are ever in New York, by the way, stay at the Plaza. It's one of my favorite hotels I've ever stayed at. I'll have to stay there next time I'm there. It looks so pretty. That's so funny. I loved hearing about what's like the dumbest and funniest things people spend money on because again, I just think that's such a sign of overflow of like, 
it's not being irresponsible because you're excited about it. You're like, this exactly. would be hilarious, you know? And it's funny because Brady told me this story while we were in Toronto. And then while I was out shopping, I like bought my matching PJs that I've worn all over my Instagram now. And they were like $90 for this pair of fucking pajamas. But I was like, I am not passing up on this because it matches our, our suite. And I'm like, oh my God, the photo ops are going to be so good. And it's like, I got excited about that of like, it, did I need that? No. Like, should I spend a hundred dollars on pajamas? No, but it's like, but I wanted it. So I'm going to do it. And those make the best stories. Seriously. Best. I was thinking about this question earlier and was like, what's like the dumbest thing I've spent money on. And one time I was buying my brother a Christmas gift at YSL. And while I was there, I bought this like tiny pink cube on like a keychain. Oh, yeah. So it's like metallic pink has YSL on the front. Just like, it's clipped on one of my bags. I literally bought it to like, as a case for my AirPods. And it was like $550, like dumbest thing I've ever spent money on, but like, at least it's cute. <laughs> I was excited yeah. about it in the moment. And so it's funny to look back on those memories and be like, oh yeah, like that, that was like an exciting moment for me. That was like a moment of overflow of like a, this is ridiculous and I'm going to do it anyways. I love the rich yeah. and ridiculous vibes. Yeah. It's just like, if you can't own it at that point, like it's not fun. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> And I think there's like money holds that stigma too, right? Like, especially in the online world, you get mixed opinions about it when you're sharing your money and what you earn, which is like very much something that we both do. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Like, I, I think that it inspires more people to go after what they want versus like hiding it and totally. not having fun with it. Yeah. And it's like, the moment you stop having fun with your money is the moment you cut it all off, right? And I, money is such a feminine energy where it loves to flow. It wants to be desired, not needed. Because once you're in that desperation, it's just, it's like you're totally out of that vortex. But once you're like, ooh, I, I want to spend my money on this car and this trip. Or like, ooh, I want to invest in this because I want to buy that investment property next year. And Oh, I want to decorate it, put it on Airbnb. Like once you're in that fun, silly, excited flow, you're just open to so much more. Um, and so I want to get into, so that's kind of our energy around money and a lot of our beliefs and really stepping into this overflow. But I want to get into your kind of game plan because like, fuck you money doesn't just like happen overnight. <laughs> it doesn't just like fall into your lap unless someone's getting inheritance or like you're our sugar baby. Right. So what is like our step-by-step -step game plan to start this money stacking that you like to help your clients do? Yeah. So I, I have a whole plan that I do myself that I share with my clients and we'll get into that plan a little bit today. The thing for me is for a long time in my business, like I did not want structure. I did not want systems like left, right and center. You guys like the, not just when it came to money, like I, that 5am wake up routine. I was like, you can fuck right off. Like I am not doing this. Like I just left my nine to five. Like I am not setting an alarm clock, I'm you know? In. Yeah. Like I was very like rebellious, if you will, in all of those categories. And what I learned is the more I put systems and structures in place, the more freedom I ended up having in the long run mm. inside my life, my business, my mindset, my money, and my finances was a big part of that. And so for a long time, I wouldn't look at my money. Like I would just like let it 
all gather in PayPal because back in the day, that's like where everyone was getting paid. And I would like have this massive chunk of money in PayPal and I wouldn't do anything with it. And I didn't know like how much I could spend and like, you know, like how do you know like how much you should be saving and what you're going to need for taxes and like how do you know you can hire a team and like so many things. I just like let this money sit there and I was just kind of like, okay, I'm going to go to Louis Vuitton and get that purse. (laughs) You know, like I didn't have a plan and I never looked at it. And it stemmed from this place of like before that it was embarrassing and shameful to look at my finances because I had massive credit card debt and I didn't know how I was going to pay it off. And I'd be in the grocery store and I didn't know how I was going to pay for the groceries. And I would just like swipe and pray. A lot of people can relate to that. And so I started to get in this place too, where I was like, just spending money on stuff I didn't even really want. Like we talk about the fun stuff and kind of like the dumb things we spent money on, but they were genuinely things we wanted in the moment. But I was just blowing money, like blowing money all over the place. And like I didn't really know where it was going and I didn't really care. And I got to this point where I'm like, you know what? I also want savings. Like I want savings. I want investments. Like this is my next level of wealth, not just being able to manifest money on demand, but to have this massive overflow. And so I got serious about looking at my money and I looked at it every Friday and I started to actually create a routine with it where I paid myself, I paid my business, I had savings goals And I started to stack my money to the point where my financial planners and my accountants now, like, they're just constantly like, do you know how much money you have sitting there? (laughs) Like, what's actually going on here? (laughs) And I'm like, do you want me to come teach your clients? Like, what are you asking me? (laughs) Do they need a master class? Because I got you. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't really know where I was going with that. But it's like this whole point about... Having structure is really important. And if you're listening to this and you're like, I can't stand structure, I get it. And when I say that, I'm not a robot. Like, I don't have like a detailed, like, here's my crazy Google calendar with all these colors. Like, that makes me want to throw up. Like, I'm not like that. (laughs) But you do need like some structure and especially for your money. Like, you have to tell it where you want it to go. And it'll come where it's welcomed. So I I got very good at welcoming it into my space and just started stacking my savings too. Yeah. And I like that you have this routine you do every Friday. You even did it while you're in Toronto. You woke up early and like did it in the bathroom while I was asleep because you didn't want to wake me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In our first suite, not the upstairs, downstairs one, you know. Um, And I love that so much because what you're doing is you're basically having a conversation with your money. It's like, think about money as your best friend. If you are ignoring your best friend all the time, like they're not going to be your best friend anymore. And I think it's important to have that routine established because it also takes away so much of the scarcity to just know what's going on. Yeah, it was so empowering to see like what could be possible, you know, even at the beginning where I wasn't putting a lot of money in my savings, it might have been $10 at the time, but it was like, okay, like someday this is going to be thousands I'm sending over here and hundreds of thousands and you get to actually like see what's possible for yourself versus just like wishing and hoping that it'll come together. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if this was the experience for you, but when I started looking at my money, 
almost every single day, I was watching it increase and increase and increase and increase without me really even doing anything differently. And same thing as when I had opened up three bank or three savings accounts, I gave them all fun names. I've definitely talked about this in the podcast before I had like a house fund, first class fund and my Lamborghini fund, which was always the bank's favorite to talk about when I came (laughs) to put in a deposit, it would always be like a male bank teller. And he's like, can we put it in the Lamborghini fund? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> just throw it in there. Um, but I would set, I would almost like set it and forget it with that. And I would put automatic like deposits in my savings. And at first it was literally 10 bucks to each. And then it gets to up it up. Okay. Now it's 25. Okay. Now it's a hundred dollars. Right. And just looking at everything increased my money so much. Yeah. And when you give it a place to go, like you start to ha- create room for more manifestations. So like I up what I'm putting in my savings account or I up what I'm paying myself personally and it, the money has no choice but to show up for me. So the clients show up, the opportunities show up, like where it seems out of nowhere. But if you look back in hindsight, it's because you were making these these spaces for it to come in. Yeah. And doing it in like a next level way, because the next level version of you isn't just flying by the seat of her pants. She's not just winging it when it comes to her money. It's like, no, if you had millions of dollars in the bank, you would want to look at that, right? Like that's the next level thing for you to do is have a game plan. So if somebody's listening to this and they're like, okay, I need to put together a plan. I don't like being told what to do, but I can understand the structure, right? Because we get you like we're the same way what would you tell them to do first? Like what type of game plan, what type of structure, what would be their first step? Yeah. The first thing is, is you need to know what's coming in and what's going out. And I know that's such a boring answer and no one wants to do it. No one wants an Excel sheet, myself included. Like it's not fun, (laughs) but I'm not disappointed now having multiple six figures in the bank account from this first step. So like go create a simple Excel sheet for yourself and track like what's coming in, but track what's coming in and manifest it. You know, like a lot of people will say to me like, okay, well, like I've got this person who's thinking about working with me, but she hasn't signed the contract yet. Like, no, put that on the list, put it on the list. <laughs> like you got to start assuming the shit's coming in. Otherwise it's not. And you're blocking it and you're cutting it off like right before I can even get started. So I have a lot in my business that's recurring now and I've created those structures. So those kind of always stay the same, but I also have promotions I'm working on and I have new things I'm launching and I manifest what I want to come in with those. I add those to the list of what's coming in. And then I I also, yeah, it's like, like, why wouldn't you? Like you'll you'll be surprised what you start to create once you start actually putting some of the intention behind it. Mm, Absolutely. And then I also have a side where I'm looking at the expenses, like what's going out? What are all your little costs? Like think of Flowdesk, think of your podcasting apps, your assistants, if you have them, your email list, like there's lots of little things, but get it all on the list. Do that personally for yourself as well. And you're going to see where you're at. So you actually have a starting point to start actually doing your financial planning from. And then from there, you're going to create the stuff that you actually want to manifest next. Like, is that the waterfront property? Is that the Lamborghini truck? Is that like a luxury car? One of the trips we've been talking about, like, what are you actually manifesting this money for? Because money has to have a place to go. Like, it doesn't really like, 
Money doesn't understand language, which is like something like I think a lot of us miss. Ooh. Like, you know, like just because you want like $50,000, like money doesn't <laughs> get that. Money's like, oh, <laughs> you want that luxury car or you want that experience or you want that house and that feeling you get when you get there. Like mm-hmm. money has to have a place to go. It doesn't care that you want $50,000. So, so good. Money doesn't speak a language. That is a whole mic drop. And I think it's so important to know where your money is going because also it gives you that extra oomph to like actually give a fuck. It's like, if you keep saying, Oh, I want an extra 5k. I want a 50k month. I want this. I want that. It's like, okay. Yeah. You, you want it, but like, why? why? And it's also important to know so you can kind of check what's like, what's an ego thing of like, oh, well, I just want it to say I did it. It's like, that's not good enough. Like, yeah. I don't like using that language, but that's not good enough. It's you not. know, it's like, why do you want that for yourself? Figure out the feelings, figure out all of that. I think that's so good. And just like having this simple plan of what's coming in, what's going out, and also seeing like, what are your subscriptions? Where is your money going towards? Because it's like, I know I've been that person who like, I'll download an app and then I get a subscription and I'm paying for that. And I'm not even using it because I don't know I have a subscription and I'm not looking at my money. Right. So it's like you almost manifest money back too when you can unsubscribe from things that you don't remember are a part of your flow or seeing things like business systems that maybe you're not even using. It's like once we get intimate with our money, we can see where we're manifesting more of it in different ways. Yeah. And it's pretty badass feeling to know that you have your finances like sort of figured out, like, you know, where it's all going. Like, even if you just got to the point of the Excel sheet and you sit down and you look at that every Friday and you look at your bank accounts and what came in and didn't even follow the rest of the steps, like that is empowering in itself. Like, you know, like you're already putting yourself at that next level version of you who has her shit together, who like the, the badass CEO, like version of you, like she loves doing her finances. She's got tons of money to put in investments and she's thinking about getting her Lamborghini and she's thinking about getting her husband one too. Like, so she looks at this kind of stuff and you get to get in that feeling when you have this all wrote out and get to sit down and do that. And I do it every Friday. Even you saying it just makes my heart bubbly because we all know I want a Lambo truck. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Yes. (laughs) So it makes you feel empowered. It makes you feel excited. So what we have here is we need to feel like we're capable of having big fuck you money. We need to start tapping into that overflow, doing what we can with what we have to get in that energy. We need to have a plan of how we're looking at our money. Where do you think we take it next from there? From there, this is where you start to actually intentionally put your money in certain places and get ahead of your money. If you're always chasing your money, if you aren't paying yourself weekly, if you aren't paying your business weekly or saving for your taxes weekly, like you start to get behind the eight ball. And so if you can get ahead of that and start actually having things properly laid out for you and receiving a real paycheck as a business owner, like you can start making different decisions with your money and start creating those accounts like we're talking about where you actually start filling them with money. Yeah. And that's another empowering level. Like, I hope you guys see that theme of like, we're just becoming more and more and more empowered in ourselves outside of money. It has nothing to do with money almost. It's like the more empowered and in charge you are, the more things start to overflow. Because then how empowering to have an investment fund set up to have your mutual funds getting money put in every month to get to contribute to an Airbnb that maybe you're running with a best friend or you go in on an investment property. It's like, and then things grow and grow and grow. 
Yeah. And you, you can start to get ahead of things. Like one thing, a lot of my clients like come back to me saying they're like, I pay for my coaching investments in full now. Like I just always have the money to do that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah it's the best feeling. It's the best feeling. When I got to pay you in full, I was like, yeah, no problem, you know, because Literally. I've been putting those things in place. And until I got to that point where I could pay in full for those things or go buy the, the next Range Rover or the Matt and I's Alaska trip, whatever that is for you, I did it like on payment plans. Like I still yeah. got myself in the arena, but as you do this more and more, you start to like, even if I take the coaching payment as an example, I was paying my coach on a payment plan while also getting ahead for the next time so I could pay in full. Like yeah. still put yourself in the arena. Don't bench yourself just because you don't have things fully set aside in your savings account. But doing this, you start to get ahead and you get in that overflow state. So you can just start picking the Alaska vacation, which was Matt's dream, not mine, but <laughs> like, you know, like, like buying the Range Rover, whatever it is for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I like that concept of it's like we start on payment plans while the payment plans are going we're stacking and stacking and stacking and stacking and now we're paying in full and paying full and paying full and truly like nothing feels better than like paying for something in full i've recently bought two programs and i was like pay in full pay in full without even thinking about it because it's like it's empowering i was just saying to one of my clients about this this week it's like you get to intentionally spend big girl money and when you're doing that intentionally and like, a, I built this for this reason, you feel so amazing because you just see full circle about how everything came together. Yeah. And the other thing that I do that I find very empowering is I spend my money in cash 90% of the oh, time. Yes. We talked about this. You need to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So I take out cash every single week. And that is like how I do my personal spending. Like obviously we all have online things where you have to use your credit card and Amazon darn. Yeah. <laughs> like your great point systems, but like I spend in cash and like, you know, when, you know, when you're out and you're like people have cash and they're paying for dinner in cash, that is a different vibe than like someone throwing out a card. Like I pull out hundreds to pay out for our dinner and they're like, people look at you like, how do you have cash? Like it is, it's a different level, but also you spend more intentionally when you're using cash. I think that's so cool. And there's been this huge trend going around about spending cash as girl math and that it's not actually spending your money. And I'm a personal believer in that whenever, and I've trained my husband on it too now, where it's like, if we have cash, we're spending it. It's basically free because it's yeah. like, it's out of the bank. You're not watching your bank account go down. And so I think that also gives you this freedom because it's like you're intentionally spending it because there's only X amount physical in your wallet, but then you get to spend freely without limiting yourself because you gave yourself that allowance for the week, essentially. Yeah. And I don't Ugh. budget myself like with like dumb things. We were talking about this in Toronto. Like I'm not saying like give up your Starbucks and like that. <laughs> This is not that financial advice. That's like no. the worst on the planet. <laughs> like, no Starbucks. But, make coffee at home and save $10,000. Like, whatever. Goodbye. <laughs> and then this cash budget, I just keep growing for myself. And that also keeps expanding me further. So, you know, I'm not like limited for the rest of my life to this like one cash thing. I keep raising the bar for myself. 
I just think that's so cool and a tip that I have not heard from anybody else other than you. When you told me that in Toronto, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you were like, how you make more money when you spend cash. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I think too. that's so cool. What is the amount that you give yourself right now if you're okay with sharing? Yeah. Like, okay. So like weekly, what I give myself is $1,700 cash. I love that. And oh. I take it out and I put it in spots I want to. And then whatever I have left over at the end of the week goes back into savings accounts and I start over again. Mm, So then if you do take your extra cash, you put it back in the bank. Yeah. And then you take out another 1700. Yeah. And it seems like so redundant, but to be completely honest, like, I have big bank accounts to prove yeah, that it's working. It like, like my bookkeeper is like, why do you do all of these transactions? And I'm just like, listen, <laughs> listen, listen here, Linda. Listen, Linda. Like, <laughs> my bank account looks different than yours. So just roll yeah. with it. <laughs> so just take notes, actually. Yeah. I think that's so cool. And thanks for sharing the amount because I think that's just so expansive for the girls listening of like, when they're starting out, maybe you guys aren't starting with $1,700 a week. Maybe you're taking out $100. And if you want to run to Target during the week, that's what you're going to use. You know, exactly. start at whatever level you're at. Like I said, when I opened my savings accounts, I was funneling only $10 a week into them when I opened it in college. So you just have to start somewhere. Yeah. And it might be painful at first. Like you guys, it was so painful for me at first. It was so triggering. I had to look at my money stories, but that's kind of the point is like, it's all going to get flushed to the surface. And until we actually look at this stuff, we just keep pushing it down, expecting to like override it with our manifesting rituals. And it's just like, but deep down what you believe about yourself and your money is what you're going to keep recreating. Mm. So, so good. And this ties really well into one thing I wanted to talk about. Your kind of tagline brand is the luxury of it all. Having the luxury of it all. You're our hot Range Rover farmer wife, (laughs) right? And so what does the luxury of it all mindset help with when it comes to your money? It's making the choices that you actually want to be able to have the luxury of it all of what that means for you. Like for me, that also means having time freedom and I get to hire people to do things for me and I can make different decisions about who works on my team and who doesn't. But at the end of the day, it's like, what do you actually want for your version of having it all? And it goes back to those goals we were talking about. Like, you'll be more inspired to actually work on everything if it's your version of having it all and not being able to have to say no to things just because of money or picking and choosing. Like Mm. you don't have to pick and choose. Yeah. This and that is a really big thing that I carry in my life. And it's cool when you decide what's the luxury of it all for you, because I think there's so many things that we pick up from other people, from what society tells us to what's going on in the world, to what your family expects of you and how to act around your friends. So you don't like, so you don't make them feel bad. It's like, but if you set all of that down and decided, what is it that you want? That's like, not from an ego place, not from a, I should do this. It's like, what is your having it all lifestyle? And when you own that, it literally like starts this process over that we've been talking about. It's like, okay, well, what I own that I'm capable of having that. I deserve to be in that overflow. And you kind of start that process. Totally. That's so, so good. So one thing that I love about you is that you're so coachable. And I think this will be a perfect thing to talk about to kind of wrap up our episode. 
how do you feel that being coachable, one, has changed your life, but two, changed your money story as well? Because I feel like being coachable means that you're open. And when we're open, I feel money can flow more. So what's been that experience for you? Yeah, I think I was really coachable right from the beginning of my business. And sometimes you have to do things where you think like, how is that going to add up? Or how is that actually going to make a difference? But if you're aligning yourself with mentors, like I did with you, who you trust, who are living a lifestyle that you want to live, then you can't go wrong. But I think that's the like most important part is like, are they actually living the lifestyle that you want? Because you don't want to like be coachable and going in the wrong direction and working an insane amount of hours if that's not what you want. Or, you know, I've hired coaches before and I didn't realize that their strategy was like DMing mass amounts of people and getting on sales calls all day. Well, that's not actually what I want. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like choose your mentors wisely to be coachable with and then actually take their advice and implement it. Like, I think I noticed this in one of my first coaching programs. Like I just like did what she said, did what she said. She had the life I wanted. I was going to do it. And a lot of people were like kind of hanging back in the sidelines, not doing it. And I was the one seeing results literally because I was just doing what she told me to. And I was like, okay, I can do this. I can keep rinsing and repeating this. Like, this is fine. And I just continued to do that over and over again. And my own intuition strengthened through that too. Mm, I love that. Because I think your intuition starts to shine through because you have that layer of like safety, security. They've gotten these results. They have this lifestyle. So if I rinse and repeat what they're doing, boom, I have this foundation. And then I can skyrocket it with my ideas, my personality, what my intuitive hits are. But when we're like looking all over the place and we're listening to people, but we're taking no advice and we're taking no action, of course, you're not going to hear your intuition come through and you're not going to be open to receiving because your energy is all over the place and every single door is half shut. Totally. And it's meant to be easy. Like there are definitely times on this journey where it feels like it's hard. It feels like you're banging your head against the wall. But like it is, it is once it starts to click in place for you and you can look back in hindsight, you're like, oh, like that was easy. So follow the people that are actually trying to give you advice. No one, no one gets on on a podcast episode or a training or their own Instagram account and tells you advice that isn't going to help you. Like, yeah, it's not the way it works. Yeah, because I would waste everybody's time. And it's like, that's why I think there's so much value we can gain from everybody. And it's like the girls who listen to my podcast and you guys who do your homework, you're the ones messaging me like, oh my gosh, I manifested a house and this money and I met the love of my life, blah, 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 just for the podcast. It's like my clients who are actively doing the work every single week, whether that's on a call or in a module, they're the ones getting these major results. And it's about being kind of all in. And I think once you have this luxury of it all mindset, you're really grounded in, I can have it all. And this is what it looks like. You're willing to do that work and you're willing to be guided by other people because you know, it's a shortcut. Totally. And having someone in my corner during those coachable moments, like for me, I saw it as accountability too. Like you you can get like lazy by yourself at times and (laughs) slack on things. And so that's also helpful in the coach, the coachable part is just like also just having someone hold the bar high for you. 
Mm, yeah, because that makes you take more of that action and more of the energetics too. It's like, I'll check in with my client group chats and I'm like, uh, we used to do this on our call. I'd be like, did you do yeah. your morning routine? Like, did you wake up and have your coffee and do your journaling, you know? <laughs> Or I'll ask my girls like on the MMM, MMM method calls. I'm like, where are you at with the modules? You know, it's like, how is everybody going through the program? And it's like, oh shit, I need to catch up. Or like, oh, I've been taking a lot of action from this module. I haven't started that one. But it's like, okay, great. As long as you're continuing to build that momentum and tying this in with money, like money loves momentum. When you are in your momentum, you're kind of in your own magnetism. You're just like spinning like this tornado. And so everything gets sucked in. And that's why we want to keep open and keep being coachable and keep learning and keep expanding. Yeah. And you create that momentum yourself. So if you don't know where to start, then jump in with someone that you love and they'll help you kickstart that action to get into momentum. Mm, Absolutely. So if somebody just listened to this and they're like, I want to jump in with Brittany because Brittany is the shit. How are they going to find you? What can they join with you? Where can they listen to more of you? How can my people hang out with you? Yeah. Come hang out with me over on my podcast. It's the Manifestation and Money Honey podcast. So naturally, we talk about a lot of money over there. (laughs) A lot of manifesting money. Um, So come find me over there. And I release an episode every single week can also come hang out with me over on Instagram. And if you want to start working together, I would say jump into my program, The Luxury of It All, which is designed to help you start creating this inside your business and starting to create that overflow and fuck you money in your own business. Yes, exactly. And I will have all of that linked for you guys in the show notes. Seriously, you guys dive into Brittany's world. She is a pillar of knowledge. She knows so many different things and she knows what she's talking about with her money shit. So if you want to take the business approach, jump into luxury of it all. If you need more money stuff, she's got a money program. Just shoot her a DM if you want to dive in. And thanks so much for coming on, Brittany, and sharing so much knowledge with us today. Thank you for having me. Yay. I'm so glad. Okay, you guys. Well, I will talk to you next week. Make sure you catch Brittany on her podcast every single week if you want to listen to more of her. And as always, don't forget to take a screenshot you're listening to the episode and give it a little share. If you got even an ounce of value from this, I would love, love, love for you to post it over on Instagram. Tag myself at the Michaela J. Also tag Brittany. She's at Brittany CEO. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to leave a five-star rate and review. I love hearing your takeaways and wins from the podcast in the review section. So don't forget. Love you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye.